Hey, what's up? This is Seth Mosley, and you're listening to the Full Circle Music Show, the why of the music biz. We're off into a busy 2017 already. We missed you over the holiday break, but we are back with our 50th episode. And we've got something special in store for you today for our 50th, and that is the fact that we have one of my favorite artists in studio here with us today, taking time out of his busy, amazing rock star tour schedule, Colton Dixon is here in the house, former American Idol finalist and now worldwide renowned phenomenon artist. You've heard Colton all over the radio. You've heard him on TV. You've heard him on video games. You've heard him everywhere. We get to dive in and hear some of Colton Dixon's story. We get to hear a little bit of the backstory behind what it's like to not only be an artist, but to have to think about your artistry as a business at the same time. We, we talk a lot about that, that if you don't treat it that way, you're ultimately going to have a really hard time. And that's where a lot of artists and a lot of creatives, a lot of people who are very right-brained have trouble adjusting to that. And that's one thing Colton's done really well because he's a great songwriter, he's a great performer, a great communicator, but he understands being an entrepreneur and that in order to succeed in the music business, you have to understand, well, exactly that, the music business. So there's a lot of really good nuggets of wisdom. This is a great one to kick off the new year with. And before we dive into the episode, just a quick announcement about the Music Makers Bootcamp. So maybe you've heard of our Music Makers Bootcamp. We've received rave reviews already, and you might have been able to attend one of ours. We do them from time to time, a couple times a year in Franklin, Tennessee. And we are about to do one at the Sound Kitchen Studios. Bad news is it sold out pretty quickly. The good news is we have a waiting list up at fullcirclegoeslive.com. So the good news is, is you can still get on that wait list in case we have any cancellations or because you'll be at the very front of the list and have priority access to tickets for the very next time that we announce one, which will be coming up very soon. So head over to fullcirclegoeslive.com. These events have been described as life-changing, as very helpful, as very tangible. We try to get the best industry experts together under one roof to come and share their insights and knowledge about the music business so it doesn't have to be some big secret, some big mystery. So that's the Music Makers Boot Camp, a condensed weekend of intense learning and education and networking. So check that out. It's at fullcirclegoeslive.com. Get on the waiting list and don't miss your opportunity to get to the next one. And now let's jump back into the studio where we're talking with Colton Dixon. I'm here with mega rock star, amazing human being, Batman impersonator, <laughs> Colton Dixon. What's up? <laughs> Why are you not wearing your Batman mask right now? I should have brought it. You I do vocals in it. in it? Um, I've done vocals in my Batman mask. I have. Is the mouth hole big enough to to sing through? Not really. Sounds like <laughs> it sounds like I'm straining all the time. But Batman does too. Sounds like he's got throat cancer. So man, before we start working today, I think we need to go get your Batman mask. We probably should. <laughs> That's awesome. Are you just a big Batman fan or what? what's the story with that? Yeah, I mean, I guess I'm still a big kid. My wife calls me that all the time. But yeah, I grew up loving Batman. My dad was awesome too. He would like build me like the Bat Cave out of cardboard when I was young. Nice. The whole nine yards. So yeah, I just grew up loving Batman. And there's been such a focus on Batman and media, just yeah. with all the movies and stuff that I just, I've loved it. So 
And He's never a huge comic guy, but just yeah. loved everything else. Yeah. But your mask is legit, though. Yeah, so um, long story short, got connected with a guy who does masks for a living. That's just what he does. And he sent me one um, when I was on Idol, and we were all freaking out. Me and the rest of the contestants were like, this thing is amazing. Yeah. There's probably some pictures of a couple of the contestants in it floating around somewhere, but yeah, um, and he's been an awesome friend. He'll send me stuff every once in a while, and when something new comes out on the internet, we're like, oh my gosh, have you seen this? That's amazing. <laughs> we're like the bat buds. It's fun. <laughs> so what you're telling me is I need to have a mask guy. You need to have a mask guy. Every Everybody needs a mask guy. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> Quote of the day right there. I don't know what mask I would get. I don't know if it would be like, because I love Batman, but you've already done Batman. And yep. uh I love the Matrix, but that's not really a mask. Yeah, that was you like see some really movie. cool shades. Yeah, just flick your hair back. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Trench coat. <laughs> so, man, we've gotten to do a bit of work together. I've heard a little bit of your story. I know a bit of your story just from you know being a fan of your music and and who you are with American Idol and everything. Um, why don't you just go back to the beginning and just what's the story of Colton Dixon? Faith plays a huge part into what I do. I'll just start there. I grew up in a Christian home. Gave my life to Jesus when I was seven. Oh. I was pretty young. But man, I was um, 12 or 13, had been taking piano lessons for a few years. Was more of a sports guy, honestly. Uh, I was a pitcher in baseball. And I nice. loved it. That's what I wanted to do, you know. But I was at a piano recital, and uh, my teacher pulled me aside before the recital that night. He's like, hey, I think you need to sing this song as well. I'm like, bro, I've never sang public before. <laughs> like, not a good idea. I was only going to play I Can Only Imagine by Mercy Me. And how old were you then? I was 12 or 13. Okay. Um, so right in the prime of puberty as well. So yeah. um, that song's hard to sing regardless. <laughs> right. Yeah, it was it's, an it's interesting kind of night. song. But what was crazy is I got up there and I sang it. And literally, I just knew deep inside. Wow. I, f I feel like it was the first time I felt his spirit. Yeah. It was just like, this is it. Wow. This is what I want you to do. That really blew my mind. I didn't fully understand what that meant, um, that young especially. Yeah. But I started pursuing it um, little by little um, over the next few years. Joined a band with my sister, and and uh, we were leading worship for our youth group. And, and what, uh, Is your sister older or younger? She's three years younger. Her name's okay. Skylar, yeah. That's awesome. Um, and so we were doing that and writing songs whenever I could. But it was funny because my dad coached me in baseball. Yeah. Whenever I told him that I was going to drop it for music, um, <laughs> he was actually really cool about it. He yeah. he just pulled me aside. He's like, I know how much you work at baseball. Yeah. He's like, I just want to see you work just as much at music. Yeah. And that's my only ask. I'm yeah. like, fair enough. Yeah. So I was working at music just over the years three times as much as I was baseball. Yeah. And the only way I can explain that is God just implanted a love for it yeah. in my heart. Yeah. And that's what I went after. But that kind of led us to the whole American Idol thing. Right. Never in a million years did I think that that was going to be the gateway to yeah. any of this. And were you in like high school and you kind of knew yeah, about I it? Yeah, I just graduated that? high school. Okay. We tried out the summer after I graduated. My sister was originally just wanting to go. And I was like, that could be fun to go see what it's all yeah. about. Yeah. Again, had no inclination to, to try out. But right. she was like... You were waiting out here with me overnight outside of Bridgestone Arena in Nashville. It's like, yeah. just sing for him. You know, <laughs> just do it. So I did, and we both made it through, which was crazy because yeah. we didn't tell them we were related. Yeah. It was just so fun, man. God's really good. Do you um, remember what you sang? 
what did I sing? I think I sang Hang, Hanging by a Moment by Lifehouse. Okay. Everyone was singing like the super tender stuff. Split second, I'm like, I think I'm going to do something a little more contemporary, yeah. more of a rock song. Yeah. And I didn't. I guess it worked. Yeah. Um, but um, so just through that whole thing, honestly, most of it's a blur. Yeah. <laughs> um, it feels like yesterday and a completely different life ago all at the same time. Right. But man, it was so much fun. But yeah, that kind of led us up to Idol. What season would that have been when you were? That was season ten. Okay. So um, I went out for Idol a couple years. Yeah. Uh, first year was season ten. It's when I didn't want yeah. to audition. The second year is hilarious. I made it to the top forty-eight or so. First year got cut right before the live shows. Opportunities were already happening. Just a little fun thing for me. God really does care about the little things. Yeah. Whenever I went to try out that year, they still hadn't decided the judges. I think they were probably a little frantic. And that's uh, Ellen DeGeneres was the judge the year before. Yeah. And I love Ellen. I yeah. think she's awesome. Yeah. Um, I could watch her all day. Yeah. But I went back and it wasn't Ellen. And I was like, I was so bummed. <laughs> so bummed. Still had great judges, but was just bummed. Yeah. And when I got cut that year, I was on my flight back home and Ellen DeGeneres called my parents and wow. said, hey, we want to have your son on the show. Wow. Uh, which is just crazy. The fact that she would take a time to personally do that. That's yeah, amazing. it was really, really cool. But yeah, so I, I went and did that and was like, you know what? I think I'm just going to run with this. But my sister wanted to go out for Idol again. Yeah. So I'm like, awesome. I'll be there to root you on. She went into audition in front of the judges. I'm sure the producers <laughs> tipped the judges, but they were like, hey, is your, what's your brother doing? Yeah. And uh, he's outside, you know, that whole thing. She got me. And uh, went in and, and man, that was one of the harder decisions I've ever had to make was do I sing and kind of encroach my sister's right. moment yeah. or do I not sing and kind of look like a jerk in front of 20 million people? Yeah. Um, and I'm, man, I've never studied a woman that hard before in my life. <laughs> I was staring my sister down like, please give me some sign to what you want me to do. Yeah. And, you know, she sang first and I stood off to the side. She killed it. Yeah. But then she looked at me and thought I saw the nod, just like, go for it. Yeah. So I did. And we both made it through. And it was exactly the way it seemed on television. Wow. <laughs> so, I mean, you guys, I'm sure have talked about it since then. Was that actually what was going through her head at the time? Yeah. I, she was a little annoyed, um, which is what's <laughs> hilarious now. And she's super supportive. So that's why it's funny. Yeah. But she was a little annoyed. But there was a moment to where there was still a moment to back out even after the audition. Yeah. And she looked at me, she's like, heck no. I yeah. want you there at Hollywood with me. I want I want someone that I can lean yeah. on. And that was really cool for me, yeah. uh, being an older brother. But but yeah, so she's been super supportive and yeah. she's killing it right now too. She's doing her own stuff and yeah. And uh Are we gonna hear a Colton Dixon, Skylar Dixon? Combo anytime soon? There is already one on the interwebs, okay. my friend. And, uh, Where do we find that? It's under her name, so it's Sky Dixon. Sky Dixon. Okay. On iTunes. Song is awesome, and it's super fun, and yeah. I'm so proud of her and what she's doing. But but yeah, so that was kind of, that last season was season 11. Yeah. So And that was the year that I, I made it top 10, did the yeah. tour, and what a year. It's a crazy yeah. year. So, met my wife that year, too. That whole th world, it just everything probably seems like it happens at light speed. Yeah, it was insane. I mean, what's going through your head in that moment? Because I can imagine, you know, leading up from, you know, you being a kid and growing up and playing piano and 
singing i can only imagine at the audition and or at your recital Mm -hmm. um what's going through your head when all that's kind of coming to fruition honestly there was a season of of kind of going through the motions in that there was a season of immense maturity um, across the board not just character but spiritually as well something like that will make or break not just a career but who you are yeah if you don't know who you are going into something like that and you have to go through all that i've seen people come out on the other side and it's not good yeah not just with idol but with anything that large yeah um you're under such a microscope i forget who told me it might have been one of my parents but don't believe the hype good or bad and man that really stuck with me Uh, and there were moments where i believed it good and bad yeah it's like that first season man pride was a a big thing like i had tasted little bits of it here and there but it was never anything too out of control yeah but man it really went to my head just remember some of the conversations i had and was like wow i was that guy you know that i never wanted to be so i'm glad i had time to assess that i think that's a big reason why god didn't see it through that year sure um Sure. But I'm glad he opened the door again. But yeah, so there were a million thoughts and emotions yeah. going through me, you know, just those couple years. And But ultimately, looking back on it now, it truly is like whenever I felt called to this, I feel like when God calls you to something, that's it. Yeah. All you have yeah. to do is walk through the door. Yeah. It's not like yeah. you have to do some great thing, like even just giving. Let's just use that as an example. Mm. If I feel like I'm supposed to give this amount of money to somebody, it may be really daunting at the time um, or whatever, but God's going to give it back to you. I'm a firm believer of that. You know, growing up amongst a very large Southern Baptist community, um, that is not the outlook on life a lot of times. How do you mean? I'm not going to say prosperity, but just even in, in the sense of money is just a very touchy thing yeah especially here in the south when it comes to church and when it comes to faith mm. but why not god is so good yeah. you know and if you're going to say that you need to believe it that was a total random thing but yeah. anyway just yeah. but in that it's like i was seeing all these things come to pass and i was just like man god you're so good mm. i see this i see what you saw mm. back when i was singing i can only imagine yeah. like yeah that was totally what he saw in my future. Yeah. And he was just trying to prepare me for it. That's like, amazing. How cool is that? It's amazing. Yeah. So you talked about how going through something like that can really mess you up if you don't have a clear sense of who you are. Yeah. Do you feel like you had that going into American Idol? This is the Colton Dixon I, that I know who I am. Nobody's going to tell me otherwise. <laughs> or do you feel like you kind of figured I, it out as you went? I definitely evolved. If you ask anyone who knew me back then, I knew exactly what I wanted to do, how I wanted to do it. I'm still that way. Yeah. I think it might sound weird coming out of my mouth, but I feel like a true artist is that way. Yeah. They know what they want or they see their vision and they're going to work until they get pretty dang near close, as close as they can. Mm. But that doesn't mean they don't evolve either. That's like this new record that I have coming up. Yeah. It is completely different than anything I've ever done. But, you know, it would have been weird if I would have come out with another record exactly the same as the first two. Right. You know? Well, um, you already did this. already did them. And, and they're done. They're, they're on the internet for people to hopefully enjoy. Right. You know? But now it's a new chapter. But with Idol, 
Yeah, I mean, I, I knew at least generally what I wanted to do. It's even so funny. I remember getting cut and having a meeting with, their name was 19 Management at the time. So they were going to pick me up as management company. And I came in with my logo. I came in with basically like a portfolio of what I wanted to be associated with, what I didn't, um, wow. all of this stuff. And I'm like, here you go. This will save us some time. Wow. And they were just like, who is this kid? <laughs> like, no one does this. First of all, let me pause right there because nobody really does that. I've never met an artist that came in and said, here's my, here's the brands I want to be associated with. Here's how, how did you know, even know to do that? I've always been that way. With anything that I do, it could have been Legos. It could have, you know, when I was young or, or whatever, I always like treated it as this is it. Yeah. You know, I really detailed, not necessarily OCD about it, but, but yeah, I just wanted to be prepared. So like, you're, you're hyper organized. I try to be, it doesn't always work. And when it doesn't, <laughs> that's when I start to get stressed. <laughs> but yeah, that's just, you know, even just the concept of this record, the name has changed, but the idea is the same. Yeah. I've had it for over a year now. Yeah. I mean, I think most of that is God just implanting it into me. Sure. Yeah, that's just kind of the always, always the way I've been. Well, I like what you said. Even I'll call them myself because I think a lot of people have this image of when you get signed as an artist or when you break into the music business or get a management deal that you're like, oh, I'll have people do that for me. Like I'll have my manager do that or I'll have my assistant do that. I like that you said I'll do it myself. I'll call and make sure it gets done. Man, one thing that I've learned being just – in business at all or yeah. um, being an artist in business is yeah. no one is going to want your vision more than you do. Mm. No one. No one is going to want to see it happen more than you do. Yeah. Which also should mean no one should outwork you. Mm. Because like you can have you can have someone around you that just will do anything for you, but still you're going to have to implant that vision into them or they're not yeah. going to know what to do. Yeah. Um, that's why it's important to have those people around you. But man, when you do have them around you and they do stuff for you and you don't have to, yeah. it's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> it I, truly that's is amazing. So, that's so true though, because you're going to work, ultimately you as the, let's just call it business owner of Colton Dixon. That's you. That's your brand. You, you got to think of it like a, like a business. Yeah, you if, do. If you're the business owner, you're going to automatically be the hardest working person in your company. Yeah. So I think that's an important thing for artists and, and business owners to think about is that you can't expect people to work harder than you're going to work. That's true. So that's like gold, man. Yeah. <laughs> I hope people were taking notes with that. <laughs> yeah. Man, it's funny. I I didn't always have that. And I'm not trying to name drop at all. It's just who it was. Yeah. But Chris Daughtry got to come on the show while I was there yeah. and do a song or whatever. Yeah. Um, they do that from time to time. But he hit me up and see if I wanted to grab dinner with him and his guys. And sure. I'm like... Huge Daughtry fan back in the day. Right. You know, amazing. Still am. Amazing voice. So I was like, yeah. We got there, found out he was a huge Batman fan, just icing on the cake. <laughs> but man, he told me something that has stuck with me. He's like, man, you are not given anything. You shouldn't expect anything. You're not going to be handed anything, is what I was trying yeah. to say. Yeah. If you win or if you don't, that's when the work begins. Mm. That's whenever you need to start writing until you just are sick of writing songs. And then you need to write more. And I'm so glad he told me that. Mm. Because when you're on a platform like that, again, it doesn't have to be idle. It could be anything in your line of work. Yeah. But you expect it to be easier. right? And it was. 
but still that doesn't mean a lot of work didn't go into it. So that's what I did coming off the show. Yeah. And so talk about that a little bit. Your creative process, I think, would be enlightening for a lot of aspiring artists to hear just because a lot of people, you know, I get these, you know, Facebook messages, as I'm sure you do from, hey, I've, I wrote this song. I, I'd love your feedback on it. I'm, I think I'm ready to do a record. And what that means is somebody has written a song or two songs or even 10 songs and said, I think I'm ready to do this now. Yeah. And in the reality of, you know, what does a Colton Dixon record look like? I mean, you've, you've, this thing's probably been in the works for a while. A while. Yeah. What's funny is I used to be that guy. When I was in high school, especially doing, um, our band was called Messenger, which is what my first CD was called, ah. um, which is a fun little thing there. But it's funny because you write a song and you think it's the best thing ever. At the time, it might be to you. It's an opinion. My first record, we wrote about 40 to 50 songs yeah. for the record. And then you choose 10 or 11 or 12, if you're lucky, if the label gives you that much. That's just what it is. And especially more so nowadays, it's a singles market. Um, it's not, concept records are unfortunately not really a thing anymore. Talk, um, stop there. No listener left behind. What's a concept yeah. record? So a concept record is, um, is the record I'm making funny enough. A concept record is like having a general theme through an entire record. So my last record was um, vaguely a concept record. It's called Anchor. And throughout the record, we hit on different nautical type things. And it was all built around this idea that, you know, God, I need an anchor through life. That was kind of the idea of the record. Yeah. This current record, the title was going to be called Autopsy, mm -hmm. um, which was dark and scary and the label kind of feared. <laughs> <laughs> so we went with a different name. But the concept is diving into why people think the way we think, why we do what we do. There are three sections to the record, mind, body, and spirit, which I think is really cool. But more than that, I feel like it's really relevant. Excuse me. But yeah, just at a time where us as a nation really need to figure out who we are. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so that was just kind of me personally, like, what do I need to get out on paper? And that was it. Yeah. Um, and like I said, I've been mulling over that for over a year now, but that's what a concept record is. Mm. The thing is like buying albums is not really a thing anymore unless you, you just like buying CDs or vinyls now because yeah. that's the new hipster thing to do. <laughs> <laughs> is there going to be a Colton uh, Dixon vinyl? Uh, I hope so. Cause I love them too. <laughs> but, uh, used to, you would go to Walmart and it would be cassettes, but you would go buy the cassette. Um, and you might be lucky if they had a cassette of just a single. That was it. Um, you couldn't go on iTunes and pick out the songs that you liked and move forward. And that artist doesn't get the full piece of the pie. They only get, you know, half or a quarter or whatever. But now it's like people that buy records, mostly they're just streaming it, which is a really cool new technology. But I don't know how it's going to affect the industry in a few years. Sure. Already affecting it. Yeah. Hopefully we can figure out a way how to make it work for both parties. Yeah. I think we're getting there. Yeah. Something funny too is I hate that side. I hate business. I'm all about creative process, whether yeah. it's live or in the studio. But just to artists listening, you have to know it. Mm. If you don't, it won't work. Yeah. It just won't. And I know that sucks it just does so you, you can't just expect your manager or your business manager to sort it out for you no and i've totally been guilty of it and it, it's 
no one's fault but yours for not knowing, mm-hmm. um, for not being knowledgeable in the subject or not being knowledgeable to where your money is going yeah. or how much you're paying for this. Or there have been so many times where, you know, we'll take out even just a lighting package on the road. And then at the end, I see the bill and I'm like, wait, it was that much yeah. to rent some strobes? <laughs> really? <laughs> so, but it's just, it's super important just to be knowledgeable. Yeah, you can have great people around you, but yeah. again, if you can't speak the lingo, it's not going to do anybody any good. Right. So, so what's the balance for you between, because you've got to stay creative. I mean, you've got to have the pulse on, which it sounds like you are, on, on knowing where your record's headed. And I think that's such a cool way to write because a lot of artists don't think that way. It's kind of just, oh, let's write a bunch of songs and pick the best ones and that's the record. You've got this kind of very firm set of guidelines of this is what the record's going to be about. So how do you keep that balance of like, do you have like business days and then do you have like writing days or how do you personally (laughs) juggle that? I wish it was that cut and dry. (laughs) Literally before I walked into the studio today, I was on a more of a business call. It is all intertwined all the time. Yeah. But the way I try and look at it is I'm going to go out and be as creative as I can be and I'm going to go for the moon and then I'm going to bring all of that back and sit with my manager and my business manager and be like, okay, what can we do? Like, what is feasible? Yeah. Their job is to bring my ideas to life, whether it's with money or with connections or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, just with where I am at my career, where I was at my career, first record is way different where I am now and hopefully will be way different next record. But it's kind of their job to be like, okay, business-wise, here are your guidelines. But I think just being knowledgeable in business will help you in those conversations. So where one, you know what they're talking about whenever they say whatever, but two, that you understand like, well, if if I have $10,000 in the bank, we can't go out and buy a $20,000 set for right. whatever tour. Yeah. Logical sense. Yeah. So their job is to kind of rein me in a little bit, but at the same time, make those ideas come to life. Yeah. So has that been a process of sort of learning by making mistakes or did you kind of already have a pretty good business sense going in? My dad has always been very business savvy. That doesn't mean that I have always been very business savvy. <laughs> Honestly, the thing that that really brought it to my attention to be even more involved was and this is super personal but sure. um but i have the uh the privilege of having friends out on the road as my band mm. we were friends before they were ever in the band which is so yeah. fun yeah. knew i needed one and called them up one by one and really just had the lord lead me on it bass player wasn't even a bass player wow. and he had a month to learn it <laughs> but he's been with me since the beginning awesome it's just so cool but yeah. they pulled me aside one day they were just really concerned and they were like, man, I just, I want you to know everyone's been super nice, but no one cares for us as much as you do. Mm. So just the idea of feeling expendable. Yeah. If you're a solo artist, you will deal with this at one point or another. If you're in a band, you probably still will deal with this. Right. I, you know, I don't know. But that was really hard to hear, um, especially being so close to them. Mm. They were just like, man, we just want to make sure that we're being taken care of. Yeah. There are a couple things here and here, just financial and even yeah. this, that yeah. we just want you to look at. Sure. And that was totally an area that I just, yeah. you know, and again, it's no one else's fault but mine. Sure. Because um, I wasn't calling shots. Sure. They were just doing what they thought they should do. Yeah. 
But so I checked into it and sure enough, I was like, yeah. wow, okay, we need to do this and this. And, yeah. but that was kind of the moment. And that was even just two or three years ago yeah. where I was like, wow, every area is just so important. Mm-hmm. Um, and then whenever you take the time, especially if it's someone else's behalf, they see the appreciation. Yeah. It's funny. My, my wife mentioned this last night. She's like, man, she's like the number one reason why people leave a job is because they don't feel appreciated. Mm. And it's so true, even more so in an industry like this where you're contributing ideas. It's not just you're you're at a desk and you're doing what's expected. Yeah. If my guitar player has an idea, he's gonna share it. And yeah. if it's and if it works and if it's good, we'll go with it. Like yeah. truly. Yeah. It's so important. But again, I don't know how we got off on that. No, but. that's that's gold, man. I mean, I think a lot of us in the industry just get running so fast. And I'm I'm totally guilty of this. I've mm-hmm. I'm making mistakes probably making a mistake right now that I don't even know about. Yeah. <laughs> which is the scary <laughs> thing. <laughs> yeah. Because we just get running so fast as creators and dreamers and we just have all these ideas and then it's like, oh, well, we actually have to sometimes come back to reality and realize that <laughs> it's so true, people's man. lives that we're dealing with here, you know? It so, is true. Yeah. It's yeah. when we're, we're on the road and it seems kind of, especially with my guys, just because we're with each other so much on the road. We don't hang out a ton when we're home. (laughs) We just don't. And I'd be surprised if any other band that does this for a living is different. Right. Because some of us have wives and families and whatnot. But just being super transparent is whenever you see what you're paying someone at the end of the year and they have a wife or they have a family, you're like, huh. When we first started and no one was married, can get by with it. Right. You know? But we're entering new territory, and it's kind of a different ball game now. Yeah. They're providing, but I'm kind of providing them in a weird right. way. Sure, um, using that term lightly. Sure, but, sure. But I'm no longer providing for one guy. I'm right. providing for a guy, his wife, and his two kids, or a guy yeah. and his wife. And it's like, okay, it's like pressure, man. It is. But what's funny is, is like, if you're a believer, like, again, if God's called you to this. Um, whether you're a member of a band or you're the main guy or whatever, he's going to provide it. I've had so many checks come in where I'm like, I don't even know what this is for. <laughs> yeah. I don't. Yeah. I don't. I throw it back into the business and it helps out, you yeah. know. But yeah, but it's it's so important just to make sure you're taking care of the people yeah. around you, whether they're in your band or whether they're on your crew right. or whether they're stagehands that you will never see again. It is so important to make sure that they're taken care of and wow. that they feel like they're part of your closest team. Yeah, that's gold, man. Well, as we're as we're wrapping up, I know you've already thrown out just years worth of, of gold here. But <laughs> if there's one thing that you could kind of go back to, you know, 12 or th- even the going back to that recital, like mm-hmm. put yourself back in that in your shoes then. Is there anything that you would say knowing what you know now to the 13 year old? Colton Dixon before jumping into the whole deep um, end? That's a great question. Golly, there are a lot of things I would say. Um, <laughs> I, I'm even guilty of this now, but as artists, sometimes we can get stubborn. Hmm. We see the vision and we go for it at all costs. And And I know I sometimes don't go about it the best way. Uh, we were even rehearsing yesterday and... Um, and we were just trying to figure out how to make a song work and it wasn't working. Yeah. 
Um, so I was getting frustrated just with everything else and even just made a quick couple like jabs at, yeah. at various members or whatever. And, yeah. and they handled it really cool and they're really patient with me in those moments and I'm thankful. But that would be something that I would... What's funny is I, I don't know if I even would have listened, but just knowing nothing's worth cutting someone else down or even no one is worth sacrificing to get to the end goal Mm. so just backing off of the stubborn thing a little bit being a little more open open open-minded on things um because it kind of it's kind of a catch-22 it's like when you are as um vision orient oriented as i am Mm. um sometimes that's kind of all you see is the light at the end and you'll just kind of run by everything to get there but then along the way you might miss out on some wisdom you might miss out on maybe something that god was trying to tell you right Um, but you're so focused on what you're focused on that you kind of have to take the blinders off to see the big picture yeah so that would be something i would tell myself back then that's a good word man yeah well uh Colton Dixon, thank you so much for being here with yeah, us. Man. Thank you. I'm on Full Circle Music Show. It's really awesome. Cool. Thanks, dude. Hi, this is Seth Mosley, and you've been listening to the Full Circle Music Show, the why of the music biz. This show is produced by the Full Circle Music Company with editing help from Jericho Scroggins. Make sure you head over to fullcirclegoeslive.com once again to get on our waiting list for the next Music Makers Boot Camp. We'll see you on the next episode.